It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is February 7th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media, my name is Evan Marinovsky, and today it is a solo show. Just you and me talking, answering questions, having a good time, because Connor is off having a great time in Portugal, which is a terrific all-star break vacation. Portugal, beautiful place. I'm sure he's having the time of his life. Maybe he found some dunks. I think he needs dunks. So if they don't have any dunks, I don't know how he's surviving. Uh, but he is missing the bean pot. He's missing the first Monday of the bean pot, which has already happened uh, after you're listening. So I don't know how he's going to do it, but I'm sure he's having just a great time uh, over in Portugal. Uh, and we are left here to freeze to death. If any of you, most of you, I imagine, are from New England. The cold this past weekend, ooh, ooh, very cold, uh, was not that cold in Portugal like we had uh, predicted on Poke the Bear. So lucky for him. Uh, so anyways, this is a... Solo episode, haven't done one of these in a while. I do like to do these during the season so you can ask questions. We can kind of just chat, have an open conversation on all questions that you guys care about. Uh, And a lot of these questions have to do with the trade deadline, (laughs) as you can imagine. Uh, All-Star game, we're not going to be talking about that much. Um, Didn't watch the game. I was at other games around here locally uh and then the skills competition i watched a little bit of it the hardest shot they were hyping up ovechkin so hard and then he went and just didn't do what they thought he would i mean just didn't win wasn't it you know, wasn't as fast as they thought he would be i think he missed the first shot and then the first one didn't register and then the second one went it was whatever um i know the reaction to it everybody hated it um i have no real need for it i don't um wasn't all that interesting. So this will be no all-star game talk. I don't think any of you care though. I don't think many of there were no all-star game questions. I don't think anyone really cares about it. Uh, so there will be nothing to do uh, with the ASG in this episode. So let's dive into the questions. Let's jump right in. Uh, Cause I know you guys like me to get right to the point and I will uh, make sure to do that. Uh, pay Pasternak on Twitter. Great username. <laughs> Bruins should do that. Uh, do you think DeBrusque slots right back in on the first line when he returns to game action? Yes. Uh, I don't think there's any question he does. Um, when you really look at it, uh, Martian and Bergeron are actually at their best when DeBrusque is next to them. The, the advanced analytics actually show, I believe they're, not to you know get this too analytics heavy, but their Corsi 4 per 60 as a, as, a, as a trio is right around 72, which is very good. 
with out DeBrusque, it's around like 68, which again, is not that big of a difference, but they are better with DeBrusque. DeBrusque also provides, and we've talked about this a little bit um, on these podcasts, is he provides the grease. He, You know, when you, when you can't score the skill goal, when you're not going to snipe one past the goalie or, you know, with a beautiful passing play, he's great. Like in the Winter Classic, driving to the net, jamming in a rebound, you know, getting a dirty goal. That's what he's perfect for. And that's what they need. Like Craig Smith can slot up there in a pinch and do okay. It's been a weird year for Smith. Hasn't really worked with Montgomery. Again, I think, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, but Craig Smith, again, a guy who, you know, is a high volume shooter. Montgomery's not a high volume shot coach. They want to kind of find uh, the best place to take a shot, get to those high danger areas. Craig Smith really isn't about that. And that's why it really hasn't worked out this year. And, um, you know, a guy I know, you know, they placed on waivers. They thought, you know, maybe you could get something for at the deadline. I don't think you're getting much for Craig Smith at the moment. Um, but back to DeBrusque, again, Craig Smith can slot up there if need be. Taylor Hall's okay up there. But again, Taylor Hall's an interesting one because Taylor Hall's better as a depth guy. Like, and we've seen that this year. Like when you can when you can deploy Taylor Hall on the third line, which is still crazy, but when you can roll him out there on the third line with Coyle and Frederick. It's a completely different, it's a three-headed monster in a sense, right? Like in the regular season, putting Taylor Hall on the first line for a couple of games is fine. But when you get to the playoffs and you get into the matchups, right? And teams are shutting down other teams' top lines. If you're playing even Carolina and the Ajo line takes out the Bergeron line or they kind of even each other out, when you can say, all right, you know, we're going to put out <laughs> Taylor Hall against your third or fourth line, it's it's a big advantage. And I think being able to have Taylor Hall down on that third line is a bigger advantage than having Jake DeBrusque down on that third line. Uh, because, you know, Taylor Hall drives the play. Uh, and I think, you know, DeBrusque is a guy who compliments Bergeron and, and, and Marchand well. Um, so I expect him to be back up there. Um, they need him back. But again, it, it speaks to their depth, which we'll get to later in this episode when we talk trades. It speaks to their depth that, you know, uh, they can have they can kind of figure out that they have enough pieces there where it's like, you know, do you want Zaka on the second line? Do you want Hall? Do you want DeBrusque? Like, it's a good problem to have uh, where it's like, oh, you know, let's put Taylor Hall in the third line. I think, you know, preseason, if you said, oh, Taylor Hall's in the third line, you'd think, oh, God, like what what happened? Like what, what happened to him? But it's worked out great. And it's worked out well. Um, and I think he, I think DeBrusque slots back in um, on that first line. And as I said, they they need it. They, they really need it. Uh, someone else asked, Let's find the question. Uh, Grammy fits the deal. I can't pronounce that. Um, replied, besides your season prediction for the final, as of this moment, who would the Bruins play in the cup final and who wins the con Smythe? Okay, so preseason, I had Bruins wild. I'll, you know, and the wild got off to a very slow start this year, but they're back in the in the thick of things. They're back in the playoff picture. Uh, I believe I'm pulling up the standings now. They are in third in the central. So they're, they're in, they play like Winnipeg in the first round right now. Uh, but obviously I don't expect that to stand. The, the, the West is close. The, 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 it's funny. All the really good teams are in the East this year, which is just great for the Bruins who want to go win, you know, one, you know, the last dance Stanley cup type of thing. Um, but Minnesota's in. I mean, I, look, I think Minnesota still has the capabilities to play the Bruins in the, in the cup final to get there. I think the West, because it's a weird year. I mean, the Stars are in the, and the Jets are kind of the two top teams. Um, both have elite goalies, like terrific starting goalies. You know, you saw Ottinger last year against the Flames in the playoffs. who was money. Um, I think it's absolutely possible that those two goalies carry their teams through. This feels like a year, though, where a lower-seeded team kind of shimmies their way up. Um, 
you know, is that Calgary? I mean, Calgary kind of scares me. I'll be honest. Like, you know, Daryl Sutter's a good coach. That's a heavy team. Um, I don't know. I think, you know, Markstrom and net, I think that's a good team. I know they haven't been as good as people thought they would be this year, but I do think that if they squeak in, they're going to make noise. Um, and they have the capabilities to really, um, produce results. And it wouldn't surprise me if they got all the way to the Stanley cup final and they're a heavy team. That's the other problem. They're a heavy team, which in the playoffs typically do all right. Um, Colorado's really banged up, you know, had a cup run last year. I, I don't see them doing it again this year. Um, Edmonton still has holes. Um, Vegas is an interesting one with Cassidy. Obviously that would be, um, a lot of storylines there. I think Bruins fans would be kind of torn because they don't want to fully rip Cassidy and root against him, but they obviously want the hometown Bruins to win. Um, you know, LA is a team. Some people have circled as kind of a sleeper. Seattle is good. I, I don't expect them to go all the way though. Um, again, it kind of a younger team. They haven't really had any, they, have, they haven't had any deep playoff runs as a team. Um, so again, I don't look at them as a team that, um, that gets all the way there. Uh, Dallas and Winnipeg, again, interesting teams, but uh, you know, I know that they, you want me to do someone new. I'm still going to say Minnesota. I still have the Bruins winning. My other team would be Calgary, even though they're not even in the playoff picture as of recording this on Monday morning. Um, so I will go with with those two teams, but I would mainly say Minnesota. I still think a Minnesota Boston final would be uh, that'd be that'd be Spokesy's that'd be Spokesy's worst nightmare. Uh, but I also think it'd be an interesting one. Marc Andre Fleury and Net um, Kaprizov versus Pasternak, two of the league's best young stars. Um, so I think that'd be a really interesting one. And Con Smythe. I would go with Linus Olmark. I, I still have the Bruins winning, so I'm gonna obviously go that the you know the winner, the winning team as the winning player for the Consmite. I will say Linus Olmark. Uh, my secondary would be like Patrice Bergeron. I don't know if you guys remember, but at the beginning of the year when we made our predictions, uh, I had said how it would kind of be like everything would go right for the Bruins throughout the playoffs. Now it's gone everything right in the in the regular season. We didn't have that, but in the postseason. You know, I do think things are going to continue to go right for them. That's my prediction. So, you know, what better than having Patrice Bergeron win his con Smythe and potentially walk off into the sunset? But again, is it his last year? You know, it doesn't feel like his last year. It doesn't seem like his last year. Isn't playing like it's his last year. So, um, and that's something I imagine we'll get into later in, in episodes later, later on uh, as the season goes along. I don't want to focus too much on that. No questions on that either, which I was kind of surprised by so yeah i would say those are the ones the west is weird though as i said just teams kind of all over the place um and everyone's tight no one's you know incredible we are slowly moving towards uh more and more trade deadline questions uh and what better to pick it up with this uh eddie ray asked aside from the obvious candidates 88 63 37 46 etc are there any roster pieces that you could see being non-starters for the Bruins at the trade deadline? Uh, I say trade everybody. Trade everybody. Except for those four, trade everybody. McAvoy, Lindholm, trade them all. Olmark, get pieces, get Bedard. No, obviously I'm kidding. That's going to get clipped and someone's going to be like, everyone wants to, the Bruins trade everybody. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think you can make a case 
that the whole roster it might be non-starters. Um, and here's why. And I, I know people, you know, there's been a lot of talk recently of should the Bruins trade Carlo? Should the Bruins look to upgrade Grizzlick? Um, should the Bruins trade Trent Frederick? Uh, and it's all legitimate, except Carlo. I Carlo, I I still don't like the idea that you're most likely trading Carlo for a forward. So then on your right side, you have McAvoy, Clifton, and like what, Connor Carrick, Jacob Saboro, like that doesn't move the needle for you. And you're not like trading Brendan Carlo for a better shutdown right shot defenseman. Um, like you wouldn't do, and, and like Luke Shen isn't, but you wouldn't trade like Carlo for Luke Shen. So I, I, like the Carlo trade talk, I don't really understand. Cause like, what's your, what's your next plan? How are you filling in his hole? He's leaving in the lineup. I don't get it. Um, and Connor and I talked about this recently with Carlo. You just don't like, you, <laughs> you need him in the playoffs. As a shutdown right shot defender, you need him. And obviously, you notice when he messes up. You saw that on the, the most recent road trip before the All-Star game. Like, you notice it. But when he plays well, you don't really notice it. He's like a lineman. You know, we used to say this about Zaboral back in the day, what he needed to be. What Carlo already is, is he's a, like a lineman. You, you you notice him when he messes up. You don't notice him when he plays well. So um, they need him for the postseason. I don't understand the whole trade him, upgrade him. Again, if you you don't really need a top six forward, and even if you did, you're you're gonna create a hole for yourself by taking him out of the dressing room. Not to mention that guys like him and he's a valued member of this team, and so is the entire team. This is a very close knit group. This is a super close knit group. I think that's one thing that you know Bruins general manager Don Sweeney has to kind of have in his head when he's going into these trade talks and these trade you know um, engagements with these other teams that you don't want to mess up the soccer room. This team's on a run. And aside from this, you know, aside from the road trip right before uh, the all-star break, they've been the best team in the league by far. You don't want to mess that up. And, you know, again, like, let's say they did, obviously they didn't, but let's say they did like go and get Bo Horvat and they dealt, I don't know, Trent Frederick for him along with a bunch of other things, or even like a Pavel Zaka, right? Let's say they did that, right? He might be an upgrade on paper, but you're introducing a new guy to that locker room and taking out a guy who has worked so far. So again, I look at that and I just, I, the, the disrupting chemistry aspect scares me. It does. It does. And again, unless it's a real upgrade, like you look at Eric Holla for Pavel Zaka, right? Now that's a different situation. That was the off season. Um, but that was a clear upgrade. Like you clearly got a better player in return. Those, those one for one deals don't usually happen. And trust me, they won't be happening at this trade deadline. Teams are going to be nickel and diming you like crazy for the best possible players as they do every year as they should. But again, I just look at, I look at this roster and I say, well, you know, I guess if you package Trent Frederick, you'd probably have to, to get, um, you know, a top six forward or package Pavel Zaka. Um, but again, you know, you're taken out a part of the roster. Uh, I don't know if you, you love that. Um, obviously, I mean, aside from the, the ones, Eddie, that you mentioned, you know, like you're not trading McAvoy or Lindholm, um, or Olmark Swayman's one that people always kind of throw out there, but you know, he's a goalie of the future. You know, you, it's very hard to get a good young goalie. Why immediately trade him? <laughs> I mean, just look at Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask sat behind Thomas for a few years before assuming the starting role. I mean, I, I, I it's good to keep him on the books. Um, and it's good to keep him, you know, in the, in the dressing room. He's also really good. He's really good. So um, I would say those are the ones. But again, I I would has I would want to say you don't really want to trade anybody um, off the roster. I know people are going to say, well, you want to upgrade, don't you? Yes, but you don't 
necessarily have to. And if like, we'll get into guys later, different names that were asked about. But again, I, I, it's not just going to be like Trent Frederick. Like it wouldn't have been like just Pavel Zaka for Bo Horvat. It would have been Pavel Zaka plus a first and, you know, Fabian Lysel, let's say, or Mason Lowry or, you know, whatever it is. So you're giving up a player on this roster and a future. I don't know. I mean, again, I, I talked about Lysel recently um, on this podcast. Um, you know, we discussed him and kind of, I don't know, do, do is he truly untouchable? I don't think he is. I think there's a case to be made that if the right deal comes along, you trade him. But I think things are going so well. As we said, it's like a game of Jenga, right? You take out Zaka. Is the whole thing going to collapse? Is the locker room going to be mad? Like, you have to consider all these things. So um, I would make the case that maybe the whole roster is untradeable. That's on the, you know, that, that's, that plays every night. That plays every, obviously like Craig Smith or something, you know, again, you're not getting much for him, but um, so yeah, I, again, people are going to criticize that. I understand it. Um, but that's what I think. I think that, you know, you have to be very weary of um, disrupting the locker room and, you know, keeping the chemistry together. Bruins beat is brought to you by hello fresh. When it's time for the game home gate, like a pro with a limited time, winning assortment of snacks, appetizers, and shareable suites available at hello fresh market. Treat friends and fans to delicious barbecue, baby back ribs, chocolate chip brownies, and everything in between. We all want to save money this time of year, but did you know that HelloFresh helps you save money all year round? In fact, HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. Fast and fresh recipes. HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with bernier sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. Recently, I got shipped one of my favorites, one pan mango salsa pork tacos with cilantro and sour cream, and it is as good as it sounds. I love tacos, and with the fresh ingredients sent to me, it was a delicious dinner. I'll 100% be doing it again. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Bruin65 and use code Bruin65 for 65% off your purchase plus free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash Bruin65 and use code Bruin65 for 65% off your purchase plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Now, back to the show. So, uh, right back into it, right back into the trade deadline convos. Um... We'll start with, let's see, we'll start with uh, Chikrin. So Man On on Twitter uh, tweeted, did Jacob Chikrin delete all the Coyote stuff off his Instagram because he's meeting Connor in Lisbon? It's a great question. Maybe he is. Maybe he is doing that. Maybe that's why Connor's over in Portugal because he's he's going to convince Jacob Chikrin to come to the Bruins for like nothing. Um, but I want to actually use this as a jumping off point. Um, oh, someone actually also asked, Mr. Antisocialite uh, asked, when is Connor's return flight? I want to plan my pasta resigns announcement party. No, see, they're going to, that's, it's going to happen while he's in the air, as you know. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll get the party going when it comes, when he comes back. Uh, you know, when he, when all that news breaks on his uh, plane ride home, we'll all discuss it and have fun and have a big party for it. But uh, back to Chikrin. Chikrin's an interesting one. I feel like he's been on the trade block, like for a decade, uh, like forever. Uh, that we've been talking about Jacob Chikrin. I feel like it's like a an annual tradition at this point that we just kind of discuss it every year at the, at the deadline because he's on such a team-friendly deal. Uh, 4.6 million average annual value for this season and two more. Crazy. Six foot two. I believe he's 24 years old. Um, So I will admit, I will admit 
I have not watched a ton of Arizona Coyote games this season. I have not. Crazy thing to admit. I know. I know. Maybe you think, oh, I've been lost all his legitimacy because of that. Um, no, it's okay. I don't. I know you don't think that. But I was reading up on uh, Chikrin, and uh, I, I was reading a story done by Frank Saravalli at the Daily Faceoff um, where he kind of gives a scouting report. He gives teams that would be interested. The Bruins were not on that list. Uh, this was back on like January 11th. He wrote this. I don't think enough has changed in that time that the Bruins would now be on that list. Um, but, you know, there's a scouting report and there's potential things you get in return. So uh, the thing on Chikrin is, again, he's a he's a second pair defenseman, um, offensive guy with a lot of tools. But the hockey IQ wasn't always there. You know, that's a, a little bit of a worry with him. Um, again, I'm not trying to like over like he's a terrific defenseman. Great you know, second pair on a really good team. Um, but just what, you know, Frank wrote and what scouts are saying uh, in that story, uh, you know, struggles to make plays under pressure, things like that. I think ultimately he probably would be a fine fit in the, in the, in Jim Montgomery system as an, you know, active D jumping up in the play a lot, um, you know, making plays in the ozone, getting shots through. He's very good at that. So I think he would like in the lineup be a fit. <laughs> I mean, again, like just think in terms of a top four of, you know, let's say, um, you know, let's say even, okay. Uh, Lindholm and McAvoy, Carlo, uh, Chikrin and Carlo or Chikrin and McAvoy, Lindholm and Carlo, whatever. Right. You can make it work. Um, but it's going to take something to get him. And if this was last year, Chicken would have made sense. Like you needed a top four slash top pairing left shot defenseman, but you already went out and got that in Hampus Lindholm. You also have Matt Grizzlick, who went with Charlie McAvoy is a sure top four defenseman. Now, again, in the playoffs, you know, do you maybe want um, a bigger top four defenseman? Okay, sure, I guess. But again, to me, I just, you know, you have something there with Grizzlick already. Um, and to and also with Chikrin and and Sarah Valley was getting into this, it would take again high round picks plus a grade A prospect. <clears throat> so this is not a need. You don't need this. It's a not, I mean, if you can upgrade the reality is if you can upgrade Grizzlick with Chikrin, yeah, that's a big upgrade, like clearly. But is it worth the price? So let's let's discuss this. Let's get into it. I don't think the Bruins are gonna do this. I don't think the Bruins will get in on Chikrin. I guess I'll preface it with that. But I will say that let's just discuss it for the sake of discussing it. It's just us. We're having fun, right? Remember? So, okay. High round picks. Well, Bruins would probably want to make their first round pick this year. They've certainly missed many first round picks in the past couple of years. So you'd probably want to make that pick. But, okay, you put a first in there. Plus a grade A prospect. So that's either Lysel or Lowry. Um, If you want to throw Lowry in there, then I guess it kind of makes sense, right? Because you're you're trading, um, you know, low right projects is probably a you know, NHL left shot defenseman. Um, in this deal, if, if let's say the deal, and I don't think I think it would take a little more than this, but let's say like you traded your 2023 first plus low right, and maybe you throw another prospect in, or if, I mean, the other thing is you're missing your second round pick this year and next year. You dealt that for Hampus Lindholm, so. Are you going to go even further in the future? Are you going to um, trade another top prospect in this deal? Um, so again, if it's if it's if you're trading, you know, essentially uh, low rye and a first for Chikrin, I I don't think that's horrible. 
I mean, it's not a need. You're just kind of solidifying, okay, uh, you know, speaking from the Bruins' perspective, you know, we have now a really stout top four, which you already kind of have. Lindholm is a number one defenseman on most teams. McAvoy is your number one, you know, elite tier defenseman. Um, you know, Carlo's a great shutdown guy. Grizzly, good puck mover, you know, all those things. You have that. You also have Derek Forbert as a good shutdown defenseman on the third pairing. Um, so again, I don't know, this isn't a need, but if you really wanted to, and also if you wanted to kind of do an arms race thing where, you know, Toronto could certainly use Chikrin and it wouldn't surprise me if they were, to, or, you know, another East team got Chikrin. And also there's no pressure by the way, for the Coyotes to move him. Cause he still has two years left on that deal. So they can keep listening offers. They can wait for the best possible one, which is why other teams have more to give. You don't have as much. So again, like if no other team, if, if, if this was like a Taylor Hall type thing where like Chikrin said, no, I only want to go to Boston, which I, I don't believe he can at his 10 trade um, list, his 10 team trade list doesn't kick in until July 1st, I believe. So they don't even have that. They don't even have like, the, oh, I only want to go to Boston. Like they can really deal him wherever. Um, so again, I, is it worth, is it worth giving those, uh, giving up a someone like a low and a first? Maybe, but other teams are going to outdo that. So then you you know you're you're extending even more for something you don't even really need, um, you know. And as, as I said, you can maybe get into the whole arms race thing, of you know, oh good, we you know we we took him from the Maple Leafs, but that's a dangerous thing to do to give up future for that. Now, if you want a cup, it doesn't matter, right? Like if you want a cup, it, it all goes out the window. Like it's worth it. Um, that's why you know like a team like St. Louis can't get bashed for trading Tage Thompson because they got Ryan O'Reilly who led them to a Stanley Cup. So you know all is well, but. Um, I do think it is slippery. So yeah, I don't think they'll do anything with Chikrin. Um, it's not a huge need, but if they did, that would probably be how it would go down. Uh, but again, my prediction is they probably don't. Not saying they you know won't, but my guess is they probably um, they probably don't. So interesting stuff though. Interesting stuff with with Chikrin. Um, it's a valid question because again, he's they, the Bruins needed a top four defenseman for a long time. They got Lindholm last year, so kind of put all that stuff away. Um, and it also shows the Bruins have a lot of depth, as I've said a zillion times now, um, that you know they can go out and kind of do these things and, and upgrade at certain positions, um, if they really, really wanted to. Um, lastly, last question Dexter Hornsby asked, Is there any chance they trade for Timo Meyer? Um, this is another one I say probably not. Again, I think the Bruins are going to be my deadline prediction is they end up, um, you know, adding a depth forward and a depth defenseman. It won't be flashy. It won't be a big name. Um, it's going to be someone that solidifies, you know, if someone goes down with an injury, they can pop right in, um, which I think is, which is, you know, very valid um, to have. Uh, so I, I will say that. Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As for Timo Meyer, I don't think they end up doing that. Um... Again, this is a guy who now that Horvat's off the market, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of teams in on Timo Meyer. 
Um, I mean, the Hurricanes could be on him. The Rangers are kind of the number one team right now, I believe. Um, there's a lot of Eastern teams in on him. The Devils could be another. He's a left wing. $6 million cap hit, a pending RFA, do a $10 million qualifying offer. Um, a lot of teams interested. Price going to be really high. Again, just like I kind of mentioned um, with, with uh, Chikrin. And again, you're full of top six wingers. <laughs> you don't need one. Um, you don't need to overextend. Obviously, you want to bolster up for the for the cup, 100%. That's why you go out and get depth pieces. Um, going out and getting a top-of-the-line left winger and giving a ton of money to him, most likely, you don't need that. You know, you have uh, Brad Marchand. You have, hopefully, David Pasternak locked up for a lot of years after this year. You have Taylor Hall locked in for a while. You have Jake DeBrusque. Um, you also have Fabian Lysel in the system. Like you have enough top six wings that you don't need to go out and get one. Um, you also have Pavel Zaka who's playing in the top six as a wing right now. So you're fine. You don't need Timo Meyer. Um, and, uh, I don't think they end up doing that. I think again, one of the benefits to the, for the Bruins is, as I said, they have the depth, so they don't have to overextend themselves for a guy like Chikrin or a guy like Timo Meyer. Um, if they fully believe that that puts them in a better spot for the cup, so be it. But again, I don't know if you want to completely sacrifice the future for that. Um, you know, again, I I talked about Lysel, uh, I believe it was last week. Interesting case, considering, you know, there's, um, they, they have the top six wings in the already on the roster that, you know, you could probably deal Lysel and be okay. Um, but again, that would really only, in my eyes, be for like a center that you could lock up long term. Like, Bo Horvat was risky because he's overperforming so much this year. Um, but he's a good, he's a perfect candidate for like if you traded Lysel and some others for um, for Horvat and get a center, which solidifies a long term need and lock him up long term. But interesting stuff all around. Always fun. Uh, I haven't. There's no one on here, so Connor doesn't. You know, go obviously Connor is over at Boston.com, but. Um, I don't really plug in New England Hockey Journal a lot, but we're doing really good work over there, uh, following along with hockey all over the region. It's a lot of fun. We've been I've been having a great time uh, going around to lots of rinks, watching lots of games, lots of future potential NHL players here and there, maybe. Uh, definitely lots of college players, which has been or future college players, which has been really fun. Telling great stories, having lots of fun over there. So make sure to go subscribe over at New England Hockey Journal. We're having a you know good time and. Um, it's been fun. It's been a fun season. Uh, anyways, that is this week's Bruins. We hope you enjoyed. We'll do these. Maybe we'll do one of these at the end of the season again. Uh, you know, we'll do one when we, when we have to, and we'll do some more questions. I imagine there will be lots of questions at the end of the season. Uh, but at any rate, that has been this week's Bruins Beat. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Bruins Beat listeners have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.